Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. The defining statement about the life of Caleb is, Caleb wholly followed the Lord. Caleb was an Israelite, born and raised in slavery in the land of Egypt. He grew up learning about Jehovah's covenant with Abraham to take his descendants to the promised land. But of course, the Israelites had been in Egypt for hundreds of years before Caleb was born, so it wasn't necessarily going to happen in Caleb's lifetime. Still, that didn't prevent Caleb from dreaming. As he labored in the hot sun for long days under the oppressive eye of the Egyptian taskmasters throughout the decades of his 20s and 30s, it was a comforting distraction to picture what it would be like to own his own house and work his own land. He had imagined it so many thousands of times that he convinced himself that his mountain home would look exactly like the picture in his head. When Caleb was in his late 30s, Moses showed up in Egypt saying that God had sent him to take the Israelites to the promised land. The weeks and months that followed were a rough ride, but Caleb and his family soon found themselves passing through the watery canyon of the parted Red Sea with all of their belongings, along with an endless multitude of other Israelites. They spent the next year and a half witnessing and experiencing things that defied logic and imagination. It was all too good to be true. They arrived and set up camp at a place called Kadesh Bornea, from where they would begin their entrance into the Promised Land. Moses asked each tribe to select a representative to attend an important meeting, and Judah chose Caleb. At the meeting, Moses told these twelve men that they would be forming a team to go into the land and do some surveillance. Since each tribe was comprised of tens of thousands of people who camped within their own tribe's boundaries, it's not likely that these men knew each other but they would have to work together if the mission had any chance of success. The team spent the next 40 days climbing hills, viewing villages and cities from a distance, learning the landscape, the waterways, the natural resources, the people. When they came to Hebron, Caleb couldn't believe his eyes. He saw a mountainside that seemed to be a precise match for the picture in his head, the place he'd been dreaming of for years. He tried not to react outwardly, but in his mind he said, That's it. Lord, I want that mountain. When it was finally time to return to Kadesh Bornea, Caleb couldn't wait to see the reaction of the people as they brought the report of this wonderful land where they would all soon be living. Moses called for an assembly, and a spokesman for the twelve spies stood to speak. He started out saying exactly what Caleb expected, describing the great beauty that they had all just beheld. But then the spokesman's words took an unexpected turn, talking about how dangerous and scary and impossible everything was. Caleb couldn't believe his ears. Where was this coming from? And to make it even worse, all the rest of the spies seemed to agree with this hopeless account. Caleb couldn't take it anymore. He jumped up and reminded the people that they had the Lord on their side. They couldn't lose. One other spy stood with him, Joshua from the tribe of Ephraim. The rest all led the people into a state of frenzy, despair, chaos. They forced God to declare that nobody of that generation would be going into the promised land. Everybody 20 and older would die right there in the wilderness. 
those under 20 would go in in 40 years. The only exceptions would be Joshua and Caleb because they believed God. Caleb had been so close to his dream and then had it snatched away by a bunch of faithless crybabies. Now, instead of entering the land at 40 years old, he'd be going in at 80. Those 40 years in the wilderness were long and difficult. So much pain and death all around as the result of the people's sin and unbelief. When the years were finally coming to a close, the people were once again camped at the doorstep of the promised land. Moses gathered the people and gave them a detailed review of their heritage and their laws. He introduced Joshua as their new leader. Then he turned and disappeared into the mountain. Joshua took charge. He led the people across the Jordan and into Canaan. They spent the next few years fighting, winning, and taking possession, until finally it was time for the land to be divided among the tribes. Joshua 14 describes the scene. As Joshua was in Gilgal assigning land, and Caleb stepped up to the table. As the two men come face to face, their minds race back to that day 40 years before, when they stood together in faith and courage. Then Caleb reminds Joshua of the words of Moses, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance, and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. Then Caleb adds, And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive. As yet, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. Now therefore, Give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day. Caleb's dream was fulfilled at last, because he wholly followed the Lord. Christian, you are unstoppable when you wholly follow the Lord. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.